0: Hey everybody, I hope you and your loved ones are safe, happy and healthy. I was delighted to be invited on Chris Target's podcast, Social for Brokers. We covered a whole range of topics and as a result, are releasing the podcast in a two-part special. This is part two, where we focus on social media and business strategy generally. Stay well and I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Exactly. And... I mean, we've gone on a lot about Google reviews there, which is awesome. And I just want to quickly touch on social media because I was going to make a section of this about social media, about how you increase your presence online on on LinkedIn and, and those kind of things. But I think talking about what we've spoken about, it's added a lot more value than if we were going through the LinkedIn stages. But when you talk about social media, for you to grow it, how often do you need to spend on social media a day? So
0: obviously I come from a football coaching background. So when you watch a game of football or sport, are you watching or are you analysing? Good point. And there's nothing wrong with having some time in your life just to watch sport, get that. So I think, are you going on social media because you're in a habit of scrolling or you're looking for some escape or you're interested or you're in a habit of just scrolling through and you're just watching and just absorbing? Mm -hmm. Or or are you analysing? Now, for me... When it's, when it's your hobby or your free time or whatever you want to do, of course, get that escape, do whatever works for you. There's a time and a place for that. In terms
1: of business, how how long would you do business? So I think in terms of
0: business, you need to be analysing. So I think every day, I'm not too bothered, actually, from the off. So if you look at me, you'll see periods in the last decade where I've been very active on Twitter and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So you'll see periods where I You'll also see periods where I haven't been generally the reason for that is that i'm building so if i'm building which is what we're sort of doing at the moment uh, across a couple of our operations i'm literally pulling 14 hour days but on okay. top of that my biggest priority is being a good dad which to be fair probably a decade ago i was probably average right so my biggest priority is being a good dad and then my second priority is putting that kind of a work rate in so if i was to try and put myself under the let's call it pressure of creating educational or entertaining content because I'm not doing it for just doing its sake like I could just pick up pictures of a dog a cat my kids and I get tons of likes and (laughs) and I couldn't care less about that if if I'm going to be doing anything it's genuinely to try and build a community and if I'm going to do that I need to do two things one I need to provide content that's either educational or entertaining Right, so I just need to stop lie. you
1: there for two seconds because I'm posting this evening, I've scheduled a post that is literally labelled educate or entertain and there's photos of two dogs. Love it, brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to send you after this. Just so it isn't that I've nicked this idea and uploaded it tonight, I've pre-scheduled this idea, sorry. Carry no, on, you want it. to educate and, and edu- or entertain. But, but yeah.
0: also, the other the other thing that I like to do if I am on there, and and this is just my view of how you should do it, okay? Okay. Um, but it is also a Gary V phrase in that. So Gary V calls it the $1.80 strategy, which is basically throwing your two cents 90 times. Now for me, it's different. I, I'm going back to when I was on Twitter, like 2010, 2011. So I built up a very large following on Twitter pretty quickly. And basically I didn't do it to get, I'm not interested in how many followers you've got. I'm not interested in how many likes you've got. I'm more interested in what your strategy and your tactics are. Do you know what I mean? So, my view on it is you're better off if you're dead busy and round you're better off doing little and making sure that it's quality and things that you're happy with and that kind of thing than trying to force yourself and putting yourself under any mental stress or anxiety do you know what i mean and look you know we're on your show chris you know what i mean there's people like you, yourself out there who are just brilliant tools for people and partners people to work alongside that just take a lot of that pressure and stress away provide that bit of extra expertise as well and you can work as a partnership on it and take that to the next level so my view on it is that hand-to-hand combat that if you're going to i think too many people go on social media they post and then they they bounce yeah so they post and then they go right so i think that's quite selfish you're posting and expecting people to engage with it and absorb it and respond to it but you're not going to do that to anyone else. And I also don't like people who live in like their ivory tower, if you like, who, if it's a, an industry big player, they're all over them like a mouse on cheese. But if it's someone who's a 24-year-old newbie, they're not interested. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, almost I'm like there's some kind I... of weight given to a follower, yeah. which I just think's like wrong. Do you know what I mean? So for me, if you want my honest opinion, what I would recommend people do is that you look at your diary literally Monday to Sunday, and you get, I'm, with, I'm talking with your work hat on now. So let's say LinkedIn, Facebook, stuff like LinkedIn in particular. I would literally lock in time, whether it be in the daytime or whether it be something that you think when the kids are in bed, I'll get a coffee and literally have half an hour where you can kill two birds with one stone. Go and have an hour absorbing LinkedIn
1: mm.
0: and actually read or watch the videos and throw your two cents in
1: interact with people
0: yeah and interact with the content whether you agree or you disagree politely engage with that content get into that hand-to-hand combat you might not even need to post yourself you might just be engaging with people in that way but what you're also doing is you're watching what everyone else does so what your brain will be doing is going well would i have done that that way would I have done that different could I use that and actually put a twist on that and it gives you all them ideas and I think by they're the two Gary V things that he always says which are spot on is one put the time in to absorb the platform and see what works and what doesn't and two his two cent thing is basically going through 90 posts a day you're if you're in right. and getting into that hand-to-hand combat
1: but genuinely absorbing the content and speaking to people and you spoke about LinkedIn going on to LinkedIn and, and interacting with people That's obviously great for you because that's where your ideal client is and personally where my ideal client is. But for a mortgage broker, the way that I'd adapt that to their business is go on Facebook and interact with local businesses. 100%. We're talking about, Sean and I are huge believers in being local and you can hear the way that he talks about Google My Business. Do the same on Facebook. There's a local florist uploads a photo. Flowers have nothing to do with mortgage broker. But if they see a Karen Smith... Interacting with the florist saying, look, beautiful, beautiful flowers, or a John Smith interacting with a local baker, your name's appearing in the comments. It's free, brand. This is completely free. Half 100%. An hour free it, it, if you have the time. This it, is it, such it's a massive thing. Interact with local businesses on Facebook. Yeah, I well, if I was a broker looking to um if I was just right, if I'm gonna I was stop a a there because I'm gonna ask you this question because I know what you're gonna go on to here. This is where I ask the strategy question and it leads us perfectly into this. So we're gonna pretend that say you've moved north of Scotland from where you are, you've got a laptop, a mobile phone with internet connection, access to all your social- In Scotland? <laughs> Mum, I was mentioning on this, I've got a broad- we we'll on 5G. My mom, my mum's Scottish, so uh, <laughs> uh, I have to be polite. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got 5G up there, they've just installed the top, top internet. What would you do to start gaining leads
0: so if I was a mortgage broker and and I'm in that situation, I would um, I, I would go into the local area. I mean, look, let, let's forget jurisdiction and any other practicality issues out of the way. But hypothetically, I would go into the local area immediately, understand as much as I can about the local area as quickly as possible, and I would have a three pronged strategy. Number one would be posting regularly on Facebook um you know doesn't always have to be on on brand because people get into different things i would set up a facebook group for the local area okay um in that i think if you think back to forums in the sort of 90s and 2000s if you think about look at mortgage brokers the success of the cherry forum in that sector if you think about neighborhood watch if for, for the oldies amongst yep. us that remember you local community clubs and things like that i think if you get a small business group or the the local group or whatever you want as that it could be anything whether it's the main road as aren't we all sick of all them potholes and the, the issues with whatever as much as it could be local independent businesses sticking together and then what i would also do similar to what you were just referencing, Chris. I would have a look in the local area for as many um, independent businesses of any size which are either dead active on Facebook or have their own podcast. And what I would then do is invite. I would create a local business show, if you like, where you might only do a half an hour Zoom call a week. You'd literally get on the show that independent business or whatever. That then gives you your, if you want to take it to the nth degree, that then gives you the audio, the video, and potentially the transcript of that. That can go in your Facebook group. And then by the time you publish that, what's the owner of that independent business going to do? They're going to plaster it across their Twitter. They're going to plaster it across their Facebook. You're then piggybacking their brand, offering them a great platform and a load of value. Um, and then the chances are they'll invite you back on theirs or whatever it be. So I think if I was looking to, and, and obviously I would do the Google, my business, and yeah. um, Three packers, your location, wherever my location is. And I would literally just be going through as many clients as I can on the Google My Business listing, knowing that if people Google the area, I'm bang there with any of my rival mortgage brokers for free, Google traffic, no paid. I've then got the Facebook group for the independent businesses and, and everything else focusing on the location. And then everyone in the area is going to be following some of these independent businesses. So getting involved in the hand-to-hand
1: combat and stuff like that, it, that's all I would do. Matt, I've sat here, obviously this is on video, I've sat here with a massive smile on my face because that is everything that I would do. I've never been asked the question, but I would do a lot of those things. You took it to the next level and set up a Facebook group for all the local businesses yeah it speaks us really because that is exactly the way that i would do it i take it to that massive level where you are known not just as the mortgage broker but what gary v talks about you're the local media channel you're talking about the road that has potholes you're talking about the lost cat you're talking about the new business that's opened down the street that's doing amazing bakery that's that's if you really want to win locally that's the level you need to take it to you can't just upload one social media post every couple of days and expect leads to come in. It doesn't happen that way, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm, yeah, that's blown me away. That answer, I love that. Thanks very much. I'll just
0: quickly add on that though. Something that I don't like in it, just in life at the moment, is it just seems to be a lot that is like you've got to work yourself into the ground and you've got to put the hours in and almost, like, almost as if it, it it's just not the dumb thing not to do not it any other way, way. And, I, and I just think that's yeah and I, I just think that's all wrong I think you know look if you're a mortgage broker your priority is your clients and that, and that no I take, take that back actually your priority is your mental and physical well-being not just for you but for the people who love you that is your priority because without them you've got nothing from a work perspective yes of course you, you've then got to look after your clients my view is you do not have to go and be the next Gary Vee or whatever and release 100 pieces of different content a week and put yourself under that level of pressure. I think what is better is you... If it, 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 Worst case scenario, you do have to do something. But Google My Business, people like yourself, Chris, who provide the support that you, you provide are absolutely critical in them areas, both from an expertise and a convenience factor and a results um, you know, area to that. And then alongside all of that, um, I think the best – it doesn't matter how active you want to be on them channels. The more you can – how can I put it? The more you can get maximum results that are greater than the sum of its parts, if you like, all the better for it. Because if you want to do more on top of that, great. You've got a massive level of efficiency. But actually, if you're looking to put in minimal effort and get maximum results – what I would do if I was you, even if you're not going to do podcasts, is think of something you can do in half an hour or an hour a week, and then think about how you can change that into like loads of different pieces of content. So you could you could speak to Chris and get Chris's ideas uh, about other stuff to complement what
1: you're already doing with Chris yeah. as an example, yeah, so that it's exactly. all on brand. I like I like people. Because what I offer as a service is I'm going to upload three posts a week. So if you are busy, you know that there's posts going out. But I do like when people pick my brain. What should I do a video about? Well, a lot of first-time buyers don't know what the government guarantee 5% scheme is. Do I have to apply for it like help to buy? Do I have to use certain lenders? That would make a great video. But what I'd say, you talking about the minimum maximum, I think at the beginning, if you want to be known locally... You do have to put that maximum effort in, like anything, to get your name known. Once your name's known in six months' time, you don't have to put much effort in because all of the businesses or all, all of the local Facebook celebrities, and when I say celebrities, I'm talking about the people who love Facebook that love recommending people in local groups, and they'll do the hard work for you, almost try and piggyback off other businesses' Success because they'll do the same for you, and you can help each other. So, like, yes, I do agree with you that if you want to put minimum effort in to get the best results, think about how you can do that. But I think you have to put maximum effort in at the beginning to kind of give yourself solid foundations, like anything, isn't it? One
0: hundred percent. And I, th- I think just to sort of wrap up on that, the other thing I would add is is self awareness. So it's funny if I'm doing like I've done podcasts for like ten years. Oh, so you? I I like being in. Yes, I like being in like conversations and communicating like this. I I like it being like tennis and and each other interrupting each other and you know almost like you're having a passionate talk in a pub. If you said to me though, and I've done this before and it's really hard. If you say to me, um, record in front of a live camera, whether it's your phone or an actual video, like I did some stuff a couple of
1: years ago in front of a camera, um, and it took me about thirty-seven takes for really? something very like for somebody that's quite confident like yourself. And I want people to take that away from this podcast that you're a very confident person on camera, but it took you 37 times. So don't beat yourselves down if it takes you a few tries. To get yeah. So I, I don't do that type of
0: content for me. Um, generally. Um, so you might, if you're going to sit there and go, I must do videos and you're procrastinating about it. Don't do videos. Right? Okay. So you know, don't be wrong. I, I'm a big believer in self-improvement. So I'd work on it. i get better at it um, and stuff like that. But the worst thing you can do is do a video like this, like reading off a script <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, so if you're going to do a video, it's got to be a good video that you're happy with. Otherwise, you're not going to want to do it anymore if what you produce and deliver isn't good enough. So if you're happy on video, I'd say that's amazing. If you're more comfortable on audio, just do audio. Uh, if you're more happy writing writing
1: Some and, and
0: chris you're the master of this when it comes to like really clever creative graphics really clever creative images you know the things that complement it because the most important thing is is actually what is the quality of what you're putting out there yeah. irrelevant to the medium because there's still people who want to read there's still people who want to watch and there's still people who want to listen because if you're doing a video one of the hardest things that's going to come in more and more is all the social platforms immediately mute your video and about 80% of videos get watched with the sound, sound off. Yeah. So, and especially in a technical area, like dealing with mortgages, if you use your kind of acronyms and stuff like that, and you use some kind of automated tool to do subtitles, you always run the risk that it'll, it won't get what you're saying. And actually the subtitle will be wrong or incorrect or whatever. When you get into like burning captions in, that's a whole nother world, which takes quite a lot of time. So I would say videos are amazing especially because you can rip the audio out of them. So if you can do them, I think you should. But I think if you're not comfortable on them, my advice would be to practice, 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 practice in private. And in the meantime, deliver the content that you're really comfortable doing you don't think twice about.
1: Awesome. Mate, that's a perfect way to sign off the podcast. Because video is so a big much. thing at the minute. So it's it's great to hear that. No, I really hope everybody's got some um, some value from this. And I feel like we could have gone. We've been going an hour, to be fair, one of the longest ones I've done. We could have gone for another hour. Um, guys, hit Sean up. He'll answer any of your questions. As you can see, he's a nice, friendly guy. Send him a LinkedIn message. Send him an email. But check out the Mortgage Broker Club website and have a look at the tools. There are loads and loads of tools on there that will be able to help you to sign off mate um i ask everybody who comes on the podcast to give me a charity and i'll donate 10 pounds on behalf of yourself um to say thank you for coming on the podcast so which charity do you want me to donate to really
0: appreciate that chris great gesture um yeah so my mom was a special needs teacher and was a, an amazing teacher she taught in some very um, tough areas before she had to retire through ill health and, and she even taught in like canada and places like this and, right. Brixton, um, Mossad. She even taught in a school elsewhere that didn't have a window, believe it or not. Um, and I, what the, probably the toughest thing for her in the sort of seventies and early eighties was um, the only love that some of the kids got sometimes was in their class, or even if they had loads of love at home, sometimes the only real food and drink they were getting properly was in school, like free school dinners and you know milk at break time and stuff like that. Um, So my mum was also always very passionate about like the NSPCC and Childline and stuff like that. Um, And I know the NSPCC haven't always covered themselves in glory, to be fair, as an institution. But in terms of what to do with kids, my mum was always a big backer of theirs. So, yeah, the NSPCC, for those reasons, would be the charity
1: that I would pick. Fantastic. Lovely way to sign it off. Well, Sean, thanks very much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And I hope people have got some value from this today. Cheers, mate.